Hello, you guys. Welcome back to Let's Vibe Podcast and welcome back to the second ever Mini Vibes episode. For those that don't know, I am a bi-weekly podcast, but every other week I'm going to be doing a Mini Vibes episode just to get straight into the content and get straight into whatever I want to talk about. Today, we are going to be talking about the lessons I've learned this year. It has been a crazy year. We had no idea what was coming for us. This time last year for 2020, we had such high hopes. So I really wanted to just dig in to what I've learned this year in hopes that maybe it'll help you out and stuff as you are rounding out this year and working towards something for the next year. Just a reminder, in the next episode, we are doing an Ask Aid Anything episode. So please submit your questions to hello at vibewithaid.com or DM me, whatever works. Um, This is going to be an episode where you can literally ask me anything, and this will be the final one of 2020. So anything that's on your mind, if you want advice, need to know about anything um, related to festivals, career, self-help, whatever it is, get those questions in. I got some from Instagram, and I'll keep asking you guys for your questions. So send them in to hello at vibewithaid.com. Without further ado, let's get into my top lessons I've learned this year. So the first thing that I am going to talk about, my first lesson is that nothing is guaranteed. Um, 2020 really taught me to expect the unexpected. You know, I learned how to be more adaptable. I learned how to be more present this year. Um, as this was a year where everything changed, honestly, the world as I knew it really changed. I went into 2020 in in a different relationship. I had all these intentions of festivals I wanted to go to. I had all these goals for myself, for Vibe with Aid, personal goals, whatever it was. And the world stopped when the pandemic hit. And it was pretty crazy. Um, and also before then, you know, I'd gotten broken up with, I'd gotten in a car accident, <laughs> a lot happened. And it really just felt like one thing after the other. But it really did teach me to be a lot more present in the day to day and to do what I need to do for myself in that day. And not that I was saying I don't have anything to look forward to. I don't want to say that it was more so not having anything to look forward to made me just really be present in the day and be present with myself and just be adaptable with it. You know, going into 2020, I had a whole lineup of festivals that I was ready to go to. I had trips I wanted to do, all these things. Even when my ex broke up with me, I was like, all right, we're just going to hit it hard this year and really just go for it, you know? And then that all got taken away. And You know, I have had that thought before of what would a year look like not going to festivals. I've had that thought because I was getting to a point where I think I was getting burnt out and I didn't realize it. Um, I was curious what it would be like to have a year without festivals to just save money and just work. And, you know, lo and behold, we got that. So I think I really learned this with this lesson that it's just important to take things day by day and nothing is really guaranteed. Um, and you can also look at that from like, you know, life isn't really guaranteed. A lot of people did lose their lives this year, as sad as that is. And you might've known someone that you lost and everything. And so it really just reminded me that every day is so precious and it shouldn't be taken advantage of. And you really should just try to live every day out and really recognize, did I do my best today or did I do what I could to look after myself? So 
that was definitely number one. The biggest lesson is just nothing is guaranteed um, in this life. And you just got to do what you can to adapt and figure it out, you know, and just do the best that you can. Lesson number two, not everything deserves a reaction, but for things that do deserve one, take your time. I think I really learned this in the sense of social media where everything feels like it's updating constantly. Everything is changing constantly. Um, It happens a lot with Twitter. It happens a lot with um, certain other apps where I get, I was getting very reactionary um, seeing, you know, people get canceled or seeing all the stuff that we saw with like um, racial injustices this year. And I have such empathy for a lot of things that go on in this world. And I'm a very, I'm an empath type person. I don't really like calling myself an empath because I feel like it's like so woo woo. Like I feel like people are so like, I'm an empath, like flaunt it kind of thing. I don't really want to flaunt it like that, but I do really take on the energy of others. And especially in social media, it can be very draining when you work in social media. So I've had to really detach myself from that. And so I was very reactionary. I feel like at the beginning of this year, I felt like I always had to explain myself. I felt like I always had to post when all the BLM stuff was happening. I felt like I just had to post and just step up and everything. And there was some stuff earlier this year where I just felt like I had to respond to this DM um, because someone was calling me out for something or whatever it was. And I learned that not everything deserves a reaction. Most of the time, no one really cares. Um, Unless it's something I'm truly passionate about, then I can definitely make sure to give my reaction and my input and take time with it. You see that a lot with cancel culture on Twitter. People are just harping on this one person and getting on them for whatever they might have said. And people are always like, you know, oh, well, everyone should be canceling this person and that person. And like, I don't need to make a public statement about it. If someone is giving off bad vibes or whatever in the community, then like, that's my cue to just unfollow, block, or like, um, or what's the word? <laughs> unfollow, block, or say, you know, I'm this person doesn't align with me. I'm just going to not choose to not work with them or be friends with them or whatever. Whereas a lot of people just go straight to Twitter and they start typing out all these things, getting all their other followers to hate on this person. And it just feeds more hate into hate. Um, And this is excluding people that actually like deserve it. You know, that are people that are racist, people that are rapists, sexual assault, any of that. Like, I understand that. I am 100% on board with that. But it's like other random things that people just kind of get people on. Hate fuels hate. So really tried to take a step back and realize like, okay, If this is infecting my mood tomorrow, maybe I need to post something about it. You know what I mean? I don't need to give everything a reaction and I don't need to make my reaction public to the people. You know, sometimes it's okay to just like make that mental note myself and move forward. Um, Number three, filtering out what's meant for me and what's not. And I mean this in the sense of comparison, especially being a content creator in this space. Sometimes it gets very hard to get um, not influenced by one another. So what I mean by that is sometimes in our little space, you see a creator do this type of video, or you see a creator taking on this type of project or that type of project. 
And I almost get overwhelmed thinking like, oh, should I be doing this? Is this something I should be looking into? And so I've really had to take a step back and be like, you know what? It's great for that person that they're pursuing this or that they're doing this or they created this piece of content. But maybe right now is not my time to be adding to this conversation or to be adding this onto my plate. So that is something that could also work for a lot of different things. If you um, say you have a friend that's a little bit more influential into you doing things like going out when you don't want to go out or, you know, other things like when you eat out bad foods, when you don't want to eat out bad food. So I've been really trying to filter out, okay, this is great information that this person is passing on to me, or this is great that this person wants to do this. Is it aligned with myself and right now? Maybe not, but we'll put it in our back pocket for later or something. That's really helped me step out of the game of comparison and realizing, you know, this next lesson is that my journey is entirely unique to myself as others' journeys are unique to themselves. And so I think those two kind of go hand in hand and recognizing like, this is my journey. It's completely my own. It is just as special as the next person's. And my timing will work out the way I want to. What is meant for me is meant for me. And so I've really come to that and just realized, you know, this is where I'm at right now. It's not where I want to be forever. I know I can get myself to where I want to be eventually, but now is not the time. And that is especially hard with like career aspirations and stuff like that is where I'm kind of getting at because I have such big goals of what I want to do. But however, right now I'm, we're in a pandemic, um, having a stable job, I'm very grateful for. And I just need to keep on progressing forward with that job. And maybe one day my situation will change. Um, but for right now, I just need to do my best in the position I'm in and just know that my time will come when it's going to come to take a next step or do something else. So it's been, it's, it gets hard because you see other people's lives on social media and you just think like, oh, I wish I could be doing that. But you just have to know that that's what's going on in their life and that's what's happening with their journey. And maybe that can be your journey and you can manifest or attract or work towards that becoming your journey if that is what you fully want. And sometimes the universe or God will give you that notion of like, you know, maybe this isn't what you want and you have that realization too. Or it's going to help push you and get you there eventually. So I really had to realize just being patient and just trust that my journey and my timing is all going to work out. I feel like I've put a lot of trust in realizing that everything does happen for a reason. I've made it this far and I've been so blessed in my life that I know that the blessings will keep on coming if I just keep trusting and being patient. Um, And I think that also helps when... Um, if you have, if you come from a place of resistance, meaning like, oh, I don't want to work today or like, oh, like I hate my job and like, you know, like I don't want to be doing this anymore, blah, 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 blah. Like if you keep on coming at it from a resistance, it's just going to hurt so much more to go through it rather than when you come from a place of acceptance of like, I'm not happy in my job right now, but I'm going to keep doing my best because if I keep doing my best, then I will be rewarded later down the line whether that's through bonus or appreciation from your higher ups, whatever it is. Um, I've just been understanding that being more accepting of where you're currently at feels a lot better than resisting um, and being negative and hating it, right? So that's kind of where I'm getting at with that.
The next lesson we have is I'm in full control to make choices that align with my best self. I think it was Chubby Wubby that posted this on her Instagram. I think she did a post or an Instagram story or something. And I saw this after kind of like a bender weekend I had had in October. Um, You guys might know my history with binge drinking and just kind of taking things a little bit too far. This was one of those weekends. It was it was like in college, these weekends were a little bit more frequent, but as we've grown up and we've graduated from college and I'm 25 now, it's been three years since I've graduated. Um, these weekends happen every, you know, maybe two to three times out of the year. But when it happens, it happens and it's pretty bad. Thankfully, this wasn't too bad, but my post-drinking anxiety just really, really got to me. And so ever since then, I really, really try to make choices that align with my best self. And right now, I feel really good um, going into the end of this year. I feel like I'm finally getting down to how these bad habits get triggered and how I can rework and rewire my brain to make sure that I'm making the best choices that align with my best self. Hopefully I can do a podcast episode about this um, and what attributes to that. I think it's all about your environment and who you surround yourself with. And then it's also breaking down those habits and recognizing them. I'm reading a book right now called Atomic Habits, which I highly, highly recommend. But I feel like I'm finally getting down to figuring out, you know, what is my relationship with alcohol? What is this whole thing with binge drinking? I've been trying at this for so long. How can I finally let this stick? And I think I'm finally coming to it. So once I feel like I'm really good enough to talk about it, we can talk about it. But that has always been something that I've been wanting to finally just kick and be done with. And I feel like as we're nearing the end of 2020, I'm finally seeing a lot clearer and thinking a lot clearer um, to finally kick it. And it makes me really, really happy to be on the other side of this because I'm just like, it, you get sick of yourself and you get sick of the shit that you pull. And so sometimes you just have to, you know, I think it was Emma telling me, sometimes you just gotta, you know, say like, this isn't meant for me anymore and just grow up, you know? Um, and she didn't say that to me, but she told that to herself. And then she told that to me, (laughs) um, because she's been in a similar situation and that really helped me. Um, but I think, I think just in general, asking yourself as you're making choices, we make choices every single second of every single day, honestly. And so figuring out how to pick those best choices for yourself can seem overwhelming, but as you do little by little, that helps so much. Um, it's in the book, Atomic Habits. It talks about how can you be 1% better? whether it's a habit or anything that you're trying to do, try to aim to be 1% better every day. And I feel like that helps so much. So like in terms of like, say you're trying to eat less junk food and you're trying to incorporate more healthy meals, Um, just trying to be 1% better. Maybe you have two snacks out of the day. Maybe you take away one of those snacks for the next day, but you make sure that you load up on your lunch or your dinner so that you don't feel the craving to have a snack. Me, when it comes to snacks, I don't buy any of that stuff. I don't bring it into my house because the moment it's in my house and I see it, that signals a cue for me to want to eat it. So if you buy the book Atomic Habits, you'll get more into it. But I think the whole idea of just trying to be 1% better 
And whatever you're trying to pursue can totally help. And in the long run adds up over time. We see that with like weight loss journeys and people's weight loss journeys that go the more sustainable route. If they're just trying to work out, you know, one to two times out of the day, then the next week they go three times and the next time they go four times, all of that adds up and contributes overall. And same thing with like counting your macros and stuff. Like last year I lost 10 pounds and it was a gradual, slow and steady journey to get to. But each day I just was like, okay, I went a little over my macros today. How can I be 1% better and do my macros exactly and not go over? So long spiel about that, but just figuring out those choices that align with your best self will really help you get there um, and kind of create an action plan towards it. The next lesson we have is the power of saying no. You guys, I got off saying no so many times. Like I was just really happy to be setting boundaries this year and just tell people like, you know, no, I don't have time for this or just giving a flat out no, thank you. Um, This especially with Vibe with Aid with collaborations. You guys don't realize, but like me and probably Emma and some other creators, we get a lot of emails to us about certain collaborations and certain things. And we say no, we really vet out our collaborations because we want to make sure it aligns with our audience and that it also is worth our time. So Emma and I became the queens of saying no this year and really, really tried to make sure that we were valuing our time and valuing ourselves. So if a company was offering a collaboration, but they weren't offering any payment for it, and this is mainly for Instagram, because I know that um, my my profile is ad space, basically. And so if I am going to take the time to create content, I want to make sure it's worth my while. Unless it's a small business that I already have a partnership with, that is different. But for like a bigger brand, if they're offering they want me to post to my Instagram feed, post some Instagram stories, and they're not offering any compensation for that. It's okay for me to say no, you know? Um, and same thing, if I feel super, super overwhelmed with what's on my plate and adding on this extra content is going to make me more stressed out and then the content's not going to be great, then I can say no. Um, the more I said no, the more I realized no one questions it. And Before, I felt like I had to give a reason with my nose, and now I'm just flat out telling people no, (laughs) and no one's really questioning it. So I think it's really important to set those boundaries, and I think people can respect those boundaries when you do say no. Same thing goes for um, friends and stuff. If people are inviting me out during a pandemic or they're having like a house party during a pandemic, I've been saying no because I personally just don't feel comfortable going. Um, or like I haven't been drinking in the month of December and I've gotten invited to go to like a brewery or go out to wherever. And I just have said no, because I wasn't feeling well, or I just didn't want to go and be in that environment because it's not a choice that aligns with my best self or in my best interest. I'm not drinking right now. I don't want to drink. So I don't really want to be persuaded to drink by going to a brewery. You know what I mean? And we're also in a pandemic. (laughs) Um, So I've gotten really good at saying no and realizing that it's okay to say no and that people will respect your no's. And if someone doesn't respect your no's, then that's not something that's not someone you really want in your circle. I learned that from a Boss Bay podcast episode that Emma sent to me and it came at the most perfect time. And 
it really helps me realize like I don't need to get down on myself for when I say no to things because I'm looking out for what's best for me, you know? So that is that. Um, and then the final lesson is do things that make you feel good. I got this from a podcast episode that um, Maddie Maple did, her podcast, Breaking Butterfly. She had a whole podcast episode about becoming high vibe and do things that make you feel good. This really came to me in the month of November when I was having my mental breakdown (laughs) time and having my little break. I was just figuring out, okay, how can I get back to where I want to be? How can I be high vibe? How can I feel good? How can I be productive again? And so do things that make you feel good. So I took everything off my plate and I really just did things that felt good. If that meant me just sitting on the couch and watching Bravo TV or keeping up with the Kardashians, then that feels good to me. If I wanted to do like a little skincare night, do that. If I just wanted to go on a walk for an hour, whatever it was, doing things that make you feel good um, truly changes everything. So now um, since then, I at least try and do something that's going to make me feel good every day. Um, I have my whole morning routine, which is filled with a lot of things that will make me feel good. And I feel like it really does help set me up for a really great day. So working out in the morning is typically that. Um, Working out, getting my cardio in, and then I sit down and journal. I read a devotional. I pull a tarot card, and then I read whatever nonfiction book I'm reading right now, which is usually some self-help book. And then throughout the day, I'm making choices to do things that feel good. So I'm making healthy choices with my diet. I have a gallon water bottle. So I'm drinking a gallon of water a day. I stretch constantly. I have a foam roller because I had a back injury in August. And so I get up and foam roll every hour (laughs) just so my back can feel good because sitting down in a chair all day has not been great for it. Um, and things like that. I surround myself with people that make me feel good and I choose to be with them and to communicate with them and everything like that. I really love the people, the circle I have with the people in it and everything. So I've made it a point to continue to be around those people that bring the best out of me and the good out of me. Um, And yeah, and I think that also just goes in line with the make choices that align with my best self lesson. When you do things with the intention of making you feel good, it makes it easier to keep on doing them. So now that I'm back in my groove of my morning routine of waking up, working out at 6 a.m., and then I have all this time to, you know, dedicate in the morning just to feel good, get things out, and then I'm good the rest of the day and I can be in a nice flow for the rest of the day. And when I don't have that, sometimes it's hard because then you're like, oh, like it's easy to get down on yourself about like, oh, I didn't get to do my routine today. But you kind of just have to like let it be and just realize, you know, I didn't get to do my routine today, but I'll get back on it tomorrow because I know how how good it feels to be in that rhythm. So that is the final lesson of 2020 for me. So that is seven lessons I've learned this year. Um, it has been a crazy year. We've gone through so much. We went through a breakup, car accident, the pandemic, new apartment, getting LASIK. So much change has happened this year. I'm quite tired. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, but on the flip side, so much good, you know, I think 
had I not had this time to focus on myself, I would be in a much different place, I think, mentally. Um, that is the one thing I am grateful for is how much time I've had to work on myself. And I really do feel like when I can go back to festivals, when I can travel, when I can do, you know, have a more normal life, um, I'm coming at it from being my best self and I'm really coming to it as my best self. So I'm very excited for the future. Um, and despite how crazy of a year it has been, I'm very grateful for my health, my family's health. We've all been able to navigate through this. Chase's health as well. I'm also grateful for Chase. Um, he was definitely the biggest surprise to come out of 2020. Um, we met just kind of on a spontaneous whim and it all seemed to happen so perfectly and in sync and everything. And it really does feel great to have a partner that matches my energy in terms of, you know, life and work and all of that. And he really is so caring and so kind and thoughtful. And we both just have the same mission of just doing our best and trying to be the, be the best version of ourselves and just trying to get through the day um, and work hard and everything. And so it's really been great to find someone that matches me in terms of that energy. And I'm so, so grateful for him. I can't wait to see where 2021 takes us and everything. Um, since we still have not traveled together, we've never even been to a festival together. We've only been to a show here and there. Um, so I'm definitely very grateful for him. And yeah, everything this year has been crazy. And I'm so grateful for you guys um, that are listening right now and have supported me throughout this time. Being a festival content creator in a year with no festivals was definitely a challenge, but we've been able to get through it and I wouldn't have been able to do it without you guys. So I really am grateful for you. So thank you so much um, for all the support. And I can't wait to see where this brand continues to go. You know, it's only going to keep on going onward and upward and everything like that. So thank you so much for tuning into today's episode and vibing with me. I hope you guys enjoyed the second mini vibes episode. We will be back next week for an Ask Aid Anything episode. So please submit your questions to hello at vibewithaid.com. We can literally talk about anything. So you name it, I'm, we can talk about it. So feel free to submit your questions or DM me on Instagram. I love you guys. I hope you guys have a good rest of your week and I will see you in the next one. Stay vibey vibe tribe. Bye.